Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. When a person understands the truth of how God has worked through history, their whole view on life is enriched with meaning, purpose, inspiration, and power. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of the Christian Crusaders in the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we are in Judges 3, and we are in the book of Judges, which is kind of a continuation of the book of Joshua in the sense that the people of Israel are in the promised land, and they are driving out, God is driving out, the enemies before them, and they're in this cycle of obeying God and being blessed and then falling into sin, worshiping other gods, being punished by God, usually by way of God allowing their enemies to defeat them. And then them repenting and God restoring them back, there being a time of peace and then being cast back into sin, making bad decisions, being unfaithful, et cetera, et cetera. And we're in this cycle. And God in the book of Judges is raising up judges who are leaders, not judges like a courtroom judge, to militarily and kind of nationally lead them back to faithfulness to God. And there's this fascinating and very graphic, just a warning, very graphic story that we're going to read today about a judge named Ehud. And we're going to deal with this question, why does God seem to be so mean or why is there so much violence in the Old Testament? Judges chapter 3, verse 12. And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel because they had done what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He gathered to himself the Ammonites and the Amalekites and went and defeated Israel. They took possession of the city of Palms, and the people of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. Cycle of discipline and punishment here. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, repentance, and the Lord raised up for them a deliverer, Ehud, the judge, the son of Gera, the Benjamite, a left-handed man. The people of Israel sent a tribute to him, by him, to Eglon, the king of Moab, and Ehud made for himself a sword with two edges, a cubit in length, and he bound it on his right thigh under his clothes. And he presented the tribute to Eglon, the king of Moab. Now, Eglon was a very fat man, and When Ehud had finished presenting the tribute, he sent away the people who carried the tribute, but he himself turned back at the idols near Gilgal and said, I have a secret message for you, O king. And the king commanded silence, and all his attendants went out from his presence, and Ehud came to him as he was sitting alone in his cool roof chamber. And Ehud said, I have a message for you from God. And he rose from his seat, and Ehud reached with his left hand, took the sword from his right thigh, and thrust it into his belly. And the hilt went also in after the blade, and the fat closed over the blade, for he did not pull the sword out of his belly, and the dung came out. Then Ehud went out onto the porch and closed the doors of the roof chamber behind him and locked them. When he had gone, the servants came, and when they saw that the doors of the roof chamber were locked, they thought, surely the king is relieving himself in the closet of the cool chamber, and they waited till they were embarrassed. But when he still had not opened the doors of the roof chamber, they took the key and opened them, and there lay their Lord dead on the floor. Ehud escaped while they delayed, and he passed beyond the idols and escaped to Sarah. When he arrived, he sounded the trumpet in the hill country of Ephraim, and the people of Israel went down with him from the hill country, and and he was their leader. And he said to them, Follow after me, for the Lord has given your enemies, the Moabites, into your hand. So they went down after him, seized the fords of the Jordan against the Moabites, and did not allow anyone to pass over. And they killed at that time about 10,000 of the Moabites, all strong, able-bodied men. Not a man escaped. So Moab was subdued that day 
under the hand of Israel, and the land had rest for 80 years. What a graphic story. And I remember studying this specific story in seminary because there's a lot of really literary, unique wordplay in this story when you study it from the original Hebrew. Anyway, you got to have a million questions after something like this. And a couple of them are, why is God so violent endorsing this kind of stuff? Why does he allow his people to be wiped out? Why does he allow his people to wipe out these other people? I mean, especially for our modern sensitive ears and minds, this is just egregious. But we got to remember that God is holy and righteous and just. He's perfect. He cannot stand sin. And humanity is full of sin. But despite that, he has chosen to raise up a people, the Israelite people, to be his chosen people, to have a covenant relationship with him, to eventually deliver a Savior, Jesus Christ, who would be the Redeemer of the world, every tribe, tongue, and nation. And so I think that when we read this stuff, we go, man, that doesn't comport with the loving and gracious God that I hear about every single Sunday in my church. But in my opinion, the, the righteousness and the justice and the wrath of God are undertaught. The level and the depravity of our own sin are undertaught. And if we understood what righteousness and holiness really meant and God's perfection really meant for how he needs to behave, for his characterological implications, and if we really understood how bad sin really is, is in contrast to that, we wouldn't be wondering, why is God so mean? We would be wondering, and we should be wondering, why would God even save one of us? Why would God even choose one group of Israelite people so that he could deliver a Messiah who would save hordes and hordes of people who would come to faith in Jesus Christ and be made righteous through him? Why would a God who's that holy and righteous be so loving and so gracious to do such a thing? One of the preachers that I look up to, a guy who we've had at the Cedar Falls Bible Conference a couple times in the last few years, which by the way is in a couple weeks, uh, Vody Bauckham, he was asked, why does God seem to be so mean in the Old Testament and so loving in the New Testament? He had a great answer. He said, first of all, if you think God is only loving and gracious in the New Testament, you haven't read to the end of the New Testament. You need to read the book of Revelations because a righteous and holy judge is coming back to take care of business. And the second thing he said, only in the New Testament did God hang the only perfect person, his own son, on the cross and kill him for the sake of our sin. Those are great thoughts to contemplate, and this story about Ehud and Eglon help us think more deeply about them. The Daily Dose is a partnership between three ministries. The first partnering ministry is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services on various radio stations at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear other engaging interviews with Christians who have inspiring stories or insights to share right here on the CC Podcast. The second partnering ministry is Fresh Wind Worship, where typically they host a weekly worship service at 10.30 a.m. in the Diamond Event Center in Jorgensen Plaza at Western Home Communities. But for now, their services will be available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. The third partnering ministry is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose 2019 conference messages are available in video format on their website, cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And don't forget to mark your calendar for this year's conference, the 99th annual, Saturday, July 25th 
through Saturday, August 1st. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of the ministries mentioned above. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.